this is exposing me quite a bit here, but for Uh me, this one line of dialogue made this worth the price of admission. You've been a very good girl this year. I was like, sold, done. (laughs) David Harbour saying that, Jesus Christ. (laughs) I just went like, I don't loop. I was going to be like, is that your new like little tone for like, I don't know. You need like that, like the doorbell tone or something. (laughs) When I, when people text me. Welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide, Disco Citizens, the podcast where gorehounds and best friends, Terry Gamble and Julia Marchesi, break down a different horror movie each week, exploring a multitude of genres, sub-genres, and sub-sub-genres, classic and cult, international and underground flicks alike, determining which films are the goriest, and offering up Horror Movie Survival Guide tips to to help help you stay alive. Howdy, Disco Citizens. Welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide. I am Julia. And I'm Terry. And this week we're talking about 2022's Violent Night. Title of this episode is Skull Crusher, and the tagline for this movie is You Better Watch Out. I like it. This is written by Josh Miller, who I know. Hi, Josh Miller. And Pat Casey, and directed by Tommy Warkola. So very excited to see this movie. I am a big David Harbour fan. So as you know, oh, really, you, Julia, are you? But but here's the thing: because normally my type is like a Martin type or like an Eric Binford type, like very Norman Bates, right? That kind of like very Renfield, look like you're trouble, dying, troubled serial killer that looks like he could use a meal. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it helps if they're British. Uh, but David Harbour, really not that type in any way, shape, or form. He's a he's coming out of left field as far as Julia crushes. But Stranger Things, his his performances nailed it. He's got so much range. Not always about what they look like, Julia. Sometimes something will strike you from across the way, and you're like, "That is for me." Uh-huh. Yes, we can have types, but there are all kinds of types that can strike you it's like sometimes i want pizza like this and sometimes i want spaghetti dinner you know things are different (laughs) it's it's very true so i was very excited to see him in this movie having a bit of fun so his career path confuses me he keeps making choices that i I don't know why he's making those choices because in my head he could go hard right like Uh i keep i keep saying he should be rolling in the dark tower Yes. Uh, adaptation that Mike Flanagan's doing because yes. I think he would be perfect and he has a range to do all of that mm-hmm. so I see him doing like Kenneth Branagh Shakespeare type really going for it stuff and he's in Gran Turismo and I like I don't know what you're doing David Harbour why are you doing, why are you doing that you're better than this I think he's having fun and I think he doesn't care like do you know what I mean though like he's making choices like clearly if, if you're gonna play a sexy like drunk um you know masochistic kind of santa <laughs> like i mean who you know is actually you know a really uh, been around for 1100 years and is a you know norse lord basically or something like what can you do um i think he chooses with his with his heart for fun and adventure and i think uh, i support that so Anywho, uh, what a delightful, delightful little turn in this batty, weird yes, this send is, up of a holiday film. I know. this, And this is fun, right? Because everybody, you have like that kind of bad Santa stereotype because of the mall Santas, right? The people yes. who are, are, are just listening to children endlessly <laughs> drone they have on. To sit on their laps and tell them all the crap that they want while you probably just want to end your shift. Yeah, I think it's a tough, a tough gig being that kind of Santa. Sure, but also you're asking for that job, so you know what that entails. 
Sounds well, maybe you're not asking for that job because I feel like historically that was the thing. They would go find guys, you know, the forgotten man and like, you know, from Miracle 34th Street on, you know, it's a uh, it's a uh, it's 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 not an easy gig. Um, but I, I commend you all you all you beautiful Santas out there that do it well. I commend you all. I appreciate yeah. you, especially the ones that make you feel like, oh, my gosh, did he really know? Like, I love those guys um, who really get it. So. Thank you for 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 uh, keeping the for spirit your alive. For your, thank you for your service out there, all you Santas, um, all you Santas helpers. But yeah, so this is great because I love the beginning. We get a mall Santa at the beginning of this movie, you know, who's hanging out um, and thinks that uh, the real Santa might actually be a mall Santa too, and they're sure. commiserating at the bar. You you never think it's going to be the real Santa. No, we're here we're here on Christmas Eve. This is in the Bristol, UK. So he's taking a break between shifts and he's looking real rough and he keeps saying he says that he doesn't remember why he started doing it so he seems so broken down that and and as an audience are we supposed to not believe that he's really santa or because at the beginning the with all the 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 poster and everything i'm like oh he's santa like it's not supposed to be fake santa but is it right are we supposed to wonder about that I didn't wonder because also same. I was like, oh, he's Santa, but the other people don't get that he's Santa. So it's just okay. that moment of like, oh, okay, people don't know who you are, um, you know, when you're a celebrity and no one recognizes you because um, you're a mythical celebrity. <laughs> and everybody dresses up like you. So mm-hmm. it all becomes. So he's very disgruntled. He said that all children want now are just, they said they just want, crave, consume. They just want cash. They just want video games. They don't care about the actual magic of Christmas. And he uh, thinks that maybe it will be a last year for him. Last Christmas. Yes, we gave you his heart. Um, And so it's just, you know, he's really disheartened. And I I get it because it's that thing of just, um, you know, we we lose kind of what the 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 core of what he used to do like he used to make these handmade beautiful toys and like all the stuff announced like stuff that he he's not connected to it he feels disconnected i think from what uh, they can want can i just say he is not making those handmade beautiful toys sorry he has, so sorry he's he in charge of them he has yes, elves that is to do true. that for him he's that is got true but it's called s- santa's workshop and i believe he does help with some of it i don't think he does lets them do all by themselves yes supervises yeah he's Oh, <laughs> the look of disdain in your face as you said supervisor. I just, I just picture this little like elf child labor camp. I don't know. It just do they like what they're doing? Are they stuck there? I don't know. Is this an Oompa Loompa situation? Is that what yeah. we're thinking that they got taken? Like the, some raw doll terrible, like, yeah, oh my gosh, actually like racist, like, oh my gosh, we're taking these pygmy people. Um, whoa, 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 that went off the rails real fun. Anyway, um, so Real Santa is not doing well. He is getting, you know, um, pissed, as they say, at the bar, pissing the night away. And, um, you know, he walks out after um, making the barmaid realize that the bartender realized she's like, wait, what? I think that is the real Santa because he gave her the gift that she really wanted. Um, and her she grandson. Her grandson and said that like she didn't even say she had one. Yeah. And she looks up to the sky. And as he, you know, goes away on his reindeer sleigh, as she goes up outside and he and she's like, you are the real Santa. And opening credit, he's going to puke on her little face <laughs> from his sleigh. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is the movie we're getting into. That's the setup right there. Yeah. They give it to Gorgeous you right intro. in the beginning, of course. So then we flash to Greenwood. Greenwich, Connecticut, mm-hmm. where we meet our divorced or our separated parents, Jason and Linda, played by Alex Hassel and Alexis Lauder, who are there with their daughter, Trudy, Leah Brady, killing it in this movie. She's adorable. She mm-hmm. does a really good job. 
And so they are taking them, uh, going into our Christmas jaunt to Grandma's. But Grandma just happens to be Gertrude, by, played by the ever-loving, amazingly Beverly D'Angelo, who is the head of a crime family? Is that what they are? They are just a really rich American family that also happens to, well, when you're that kind of money, it tends to be a crime family <laughs> at some yeah. level when you're raking in that kind of money uh so oh, they are they are a crime family though because yeah. that comes out that comes out later that they've been stealing money from the government well they, well, they also have you know their extraction team and they have a True. whole bunch of, of you know secret security and all that kind of stuff where they're in their compound so they're gajillionaires and um beverly d'angelo is the matriarch of the family and um you know, all the kids are beautifully groveling towards mama. I love Edie Patterson so much. She's a she's a, a, a very cool, uh, amazing actor who's one of the stars of Righteous Gemstones, playing kind of a similar uh, spoiled brat character, which is really, really fun. Um, and uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm glad. Uh, uh, Cam Gijanek. Uh, I don't know how to say his last name. I feel really bad. That's OK. Uh, who plays Morgan Steele. Uh, uh -huh. Always, always a bit of a joke. I feel like, and I feel like he knows that he's a bit of a joke, and I feel like that plays on this, which I'm okay with. If he's self-aware, then I'm all right, because the whole Twilight and, like, burlesque thing didn't do, you know, I just, he's a strange man. Uh, but I feel like he does a really good job here, and I and I know that Morgan Steele is partially based on Mark Wal Mark Wahlberg, which also makes me very happy, because if I, I could see Mark Wahlberg doing this exact same thing in an actual Christmas situation, where he's like, I, I've played this, I know how to do this. Because he's done actually, the training. He went and trained with SEAL Team 6, you know? Like, he probably went and trained with so-and-so, like, for all his action movies. It's, it's kind of brilliant. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they, uh, Trudy tells her mom and dad that she didn't get to, dad didn't take her to see Santa this year. So she didn't get to tell Santa what she wanted. So to make up for it, Jason gives her a walkie-talkie that he says has a direct line to Santa, but Santa's probably not going to answer back. So just know it's a one-way conversation. He's a busy man, but he's there listening. So it's a pretty good quick fix, dad. Oh, brilliant. I was like, oh, that's a good little, like, you know, thinking on your feet kind of parent move. Um, especially for him messing up too, you know, it's like, and this also just shows you like, oh, like how, he, where his mind was at and how forgetful he was in this moment. Like some stuff, something's going down. Yeah. Well, I mean, he is planning a, a, heist, a, maybe? a huge heist. <laughs> so <laughs> sometimes when you're doing that, uh, to Santa slips your mind. So in comes our bad guys. They take out our, our sweet doorman, Al, and, and come on in and we meet the, the head of our crime uh, team, this is John Logazamo chewing scenery as always as Scrooge. All of the people who come in all have Christmas aliases. They're code so, names. So it's like, I was like, oh, it's the Reservoir Dogs, but uh, Christmas, right? Mm -hmm. And they've already infiltrated this family's home because they are in a really high security like compound. So um, they've all infiltrated as and posed as the staff for the family. So they're literally, his team is all around the house. So, you know, he's got, you know, someone who's like, you know, in the as as the butler kind of position and all that stuff. They're all doing all the things, and all of a sudden, they are all double agents. We realize very quickly. Mm -hmm. So all the people they thought were servants at their party are actually there to harm them. And I do love a villain that comes in and knows what the fuck they're doing. Right? They oh yeah. Like I have planned this for months. I know what's going down. I know where everything is. I know who everyone is. I know what their weaknesses are. It's it's really really fun. And meanwhile, our Santa has been very 
angrily giving presents to children and eating cookies that he thinks are disgusting and spitting them out. And he's very, he's very discerning with his cookies, as you should be. All of the yeah. cookies in this movie look really crunchy, which I'm not into. Where's the soft thing? Oh, you like a soft cookie? Who likes I like a, a medium. Cookie? I like I like a cookie that's like kind of soft in the middle, but kind of a little bit of a like mm, little little bit of a firmness on the edge. I don't. And think... then you get in there, it's perfect. I don't like the overly ones that taste like cake. See, because I like pie, not cake. That's right. probably why it's the texture. That's probably thing. why. I don't think I've ever met anybody who prefers crunchy cookies, though. Maybe I'm hanging in the wrong circles. You have different friends, and maybe they just didn't disclose it to you. But I know ah. plenty of people who love a like a, a crunchy, crunchy, or like a like a biscuit, like a proper like shortbread one that's a little sure. bit crunchy. Sure, shortbread's okay. I mean, Oreos need milk. So they're they're by themselves are too crunchy. I think. Oh, I don't mind them by themselves. Okay. All right, so all right. You're, look le- at us. you're learning our cookie preferences, listeners. And it- so send us cookies, is what we're saying. It's <laughs> almost cookie time. Anyway, Se- sexy cookie. So yeah. Santa eventually gets to the house and they tries the cookies, and he is the handmade. He's got his personal stamp of approval. He's very happy. He steals some very very old alcohol from them and sits in the vibrating chair and falls asleep to wake up to the whole fiasco of what's going on, and he he can't get out his nose magic is not working so yeah can't... because he's too cozy and too drunk i think at this point um and also i think there's some issues with too many non-believers in the house um as well right of mm-hmm. santa so i think there's some some issue that's been going on with that and that's part of why he was so upset earlier too as i think it's just less and less people you know like every good christmas movie less and less people are believing in santa and we don't know what we're gonna do um See, so they're, us- they're using that i know i know you love it your <laughs> face my face this is the thing i have against christmas movies it's the same thing every time right it's oh somebody doesn't believe but christmas is going to make them believe the christmas magic i do like the tables are turned and this time santa doesn't believe yeah. and yet you have to make him believe in camp christmas yeah. i i am on board but it's still the same i'm like oh okay we're just doing oh, yeah. the same no christmas it's cheesy, believing it's cheesy as hell and that i mean it's a reinforcement so you can believe you can't say you know jesus necessarily and a lot of things so it's like that reinforcement over the holiday of like we're not going to say jesus but we're going to call this guy santa who does a similar thing he sees you when you're sleeping knows when you're awake and all that good stuff um so um i don't Satan, know why christmas santa? i don't anyway. know why christmas magic makes me cringe it, it, yeah it's very just because joe dante me. gave you gremlins when you were a child <laughs> Thank you, Joe Dante, for telling me there was no Santa when I was five. Appreciated. That is absolutely why. So I think you grew up with a different Santa than I did. Uh, you yeah. got the gremlins too early. Um, but anywho, um, but also like the thing about it is here, we have, you mentioned Trudy, who's a wonderful, the little, the little girl. Um, she's the one who made sure that the cookies were good. She made sure that there was carrots for the reindeer. She like did the good things. She also did like real milk instead of like oat milk. I guess Santa was getting tired of all the people like switching up the milk on him, which I thought was kind of delightful and hilarious about like, you know, the changes in, in what people are doing. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, he was getting into the good stuff. But yes, rudely awoken, like you said. And uh, so um, ends up you know, getting into a fight almost immediately. Yeah. Uh, and kicks a guy out of the window and he lands on an icicle, which he's impaled on quite nicely. Gore in this movie. Excellent very yep. enjoyable so he is uh out of the, pulled out of the window as well reindeer fly away and now he is stranded with no magic really except his yeah. bag and he's like what reindeers but at least he still has the magic bag because that is going to eventually help him at a certain point um but uh john lee was almost so fun talking about the worst christmas ever and like you know uh giving it to these people and he knows that they're going to try the family's going to try to run to the panic room um because he's like yeah i already know 
Yeah, I know where your panic room is. I know you're about to head there. And he's, they're like, what? Ah, ah. Yes, he was he's, prepared. Yeah, he's five steps ahead of them. And he knows that she has $300 million in cash in that safe. It's a pretty good haul. It's a pretty good heist. But the problem with heist is, A, you don't know if anybody on your team is ever going to turn on you at the end for the money. And B, in this case, you're splitting it with a lot of fucking people. You're also you're splitting it with everybody on the inside crew plus everybody in the extraction team. That seems like a it's lot enough for everybody I, to get a, a, a million dollars at least. Do you know what yeah. I mean? If you had three hundred people, like that's still still like, a chunk of change. Not the worst, but yeah. Um, and I feel like he's gonna get it's probably like thirty or forty people, right? I think mm-hmm. like we're, we're in it. So yeah, I think every week you get like ten mil, and he probably you know get the, get the the lion's share. Um, but yeah, so they they know there's also not enough room in the actual panic room versus the vault. Um, for people to hide so they know um, mom's gonna have to make a sophie's choice if you will of which children she could take with her into the vault and so this is where we get other uh, the true colors of the children coming out as they're like trying to vie to be the child that goes with her into the vault but the, we see the panic room and the vault and they both have room for all of them so it's really not <laughs> necessary to do that so santa is about to leave but then he sees trudy inside trapped and he uh changes Finds a his little mind. bit of heart there's also, we didn't mention uh, another child, Gertrude, who who is the, the like Grandmother's name is Gertrude Kids for those who I were laughing at that. So they all of them were trying to get in grandma's good graces to get a better part of the part of the will and make sure that they uh, incurred better favor with mom. So, yes, Gertrude was is the little girl and Bertrude, because mm-hmm. why not? So we we have a, a the fight scenes in the movies are really fun. We get our first extended one with Santa and a goon in a game room using all of the everything they got in that game room to fight. I do love the sock with pool balls, which I can't even imagine getting hit with that fucking thing. Jesus Christ. And this is very cartoonish where people are getting like hit and getting back up and they don't seem to re- really be hurt by much until they really get hurt by something. A little three is, stooges till it goes. Yeah. Till it goes real violent. Yeah. And yeah. And then it goes over to the, uh, to a star topper in an eye in the guy's eye. And then he turns it on. So the guy's face is on fire, but he's huh? not really bothered by the face on fire. He lets it burn. Like he doesn't put it out. He just lets it there. Well, he's like, uh, uh, I don't know what to do. So there, there you have it. You just have a uh, a guy burning. Don't let me burn. They let him oh. burn. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's gonna get that Waldo Pepper reference, Terry. Nobody. No, nope, <laughs> just Jamie Paisley, you and I, and and, and, our, and our movie night crew. <laughs> uh, so we have a a conversation between Trudy and Santa. He does actually come through on the walkie-talkie eventually to talk to her. Tells her, yes, he's the real Santa, and. This is this is this is exposing me quite a bit here, but for Uh-oh. me, this one line of dialogue made this worth the price of admission. Okay. You've been a very good girl this year. I was like sold, done. <laughs> David Harbour saying that, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I just went like at all loop. I was gonna be like, is that your new like little tone for your like? Yeah. I don't know. You need like that like a doorbell tone or something. <laughs> when I when people text me, <laughs> absolutely, your text alert. That is a brilliant. Nah, done. All right. So, yes, <laughs> uh, I love it. I also love how John Leguizamo says Santa Claus because, you know, any good villain says Sandy Claus or Santa Claus. So they'd say it all messed up. They don't say it like it's supposed to sound um, because they have to make fun of him because they hate him at this point. Right. When you're a super villain in a Christmas movie, which he sounds like just his delightful his character from Tu Wong Fu when he says Santa, Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can just picture that character. Santa Claus. And she'd be like, yes, S to the A to the N to the E to the claws. Yes. Um, 
I, I'm obsessed with that movie, as people know too. Oh my god, so great. Uh, but yes, he he's he's doing his best, and he has the Santa Claus is coming to town, you know, kind of thing. And they also have a Nutcracker moment mm-hmm. that um a real Nutcracker where they're gonna try to bust somebody's nuts with the big like life size Nutcracker. Terrible, terrible things happening to the family. Oh, or about uh, and, to happen to the family, and mm-hmm. about to happen where where his 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 nuts are about to be be crunched, and Dad finally says, "No, there's no Santa Claus. Santa Claus doesn't exist. It's all made up." And Trudy doesn't believe him. He's like, "No, but he is real. I've talked to him on the walkie talkie." He's like, "No, no, please tell them he's not real. There's really like we don't know this guy in the house. He's not part of our thing. Like he's you're gonna fuck it up." And she insists that he's real. So it's the moment of, does she? Because if you tell somebody he's not real, but then you're like, oh, I've talked to him, then you wouldn't believe it at all. But then who who is Santa really? Who really was on the other side of that walkie-talkie? Mm. Mm, another but intruder. But Trudy mm-hmm. is on his good girl list. So she's she's doing all right. He's there to save her, more or less. Yep. Um, but that Jason says he's not coming to save them because it is, doesn't exist. So we have a, a back and forth. Uh, then we get a sec- second moment worth price of admission is santa taking his shirt off in order and to stitching clean, himself up clean his wounds he's got his all his crazy viking tattoos all over damn though yeah no, the viking tattoos are pretty hot um he looks pretty and, great and just um, that moment he, that they do it in slow motion like santa's this big sexy monster oh, yeah, coming they knew out what of they there were doing they, they knew know. what they were doing i mean like fully like they were just like if you want to see sexy santa we're gonna give it to you all you bear loving freaking sexy santa fetish people this is your movie <laughs> <laughs> it's a very specific niche, but I think it's one that we delight in, you know? I think it made a lot of people awaken to the spirit of Christmas. <laughs> yeah, if this is what Santa really looks like with his tattoos and the David Harbourness, I'm on board. Yum. Delicious. Uh... So he uses an ornament hook and thread to stitch up the uh, gash he has in his side, but now he is. We have a very brief flashback of Santa in his Viking persona his like back in the battle 1100 years ago yes back in this battle and just looking like he's gonna fuck you up which that's what i love about david harbour is he looks like he's gonna fuck the shit out of you but he also looks like he's gonna just fuck you up like he could just pummel you into dust yeah he's giving us like northman vibes you know like very that uh, uh, in this moment Uh, but we also have which i also loved in the juxtaposition of trudy is setting up booby traps like she's in home alone um and getting ready to help santa as well so she's stuck up there in the attic but she is not helpless she's using her knowledge that she's learned from christmas movies as well mm-hmm. and setting up you know a gauntlet for the people and she does a pretty bang up good job um doing this in the meantime though down below the hostages have to do a rich kids gift exchange um mm-hmm. and they are forced to actually give the gifts to each other that they would give because john Leguizamo, uh his his character uh, scrooge would like to see what the rich kids would give each other and it's just as bad as he hopes. It's stuff that doesn't matter. Uh, one of the kids is pitching his own business. You know, well, Mor- or- Morgan Steele has a movie that she, maybe she could just help him out on. He's already got the pitch deck. He's ready to go. This is the Christmas present. This is a golden opportunity. This is the present. It's painful because we live in L.A. and it's not that far-fetched for L.A. That's why it hurts, right? <laughs> I feel like I have wrapped these gifts. <laughs> For those who know me well, I know I've worked professionally as a gift wrap as a professional rapper, gift wrapper, uh, for over twenty years, and I feel like I've wrapped this gift. <laughs> yeah. So do you do you judge do you judge the things that you wrap? Um, I mean, you just take notice of them. 
I take no, obviously we're going to take notice of them. And, you know, some gifts I think are definitely, you know, you can tell when someone's put a lot of time and thought into something and you can tell when something is about a business transaction. Sure. And this is a transactional gift. Um, and, uh, you know, the giver and the receiver typically know that too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. That uh, is so all I will say on that. Um, well, uh, and I, yeah. Mm -hmm. What? Say it. I mean, I love it when it's just something really sentimental and it's something that was like the gift was like $2 or something, you know, something that meant something to that person, but mm -hmm. I, I'm going to gift wrap it and it's going to be at least a $60, you know, wrapping job. You know what I mean? Though, like I love, I kind of love when that kind of stuff happens when it was something that's like ridiculous, like this presentation mm -hmm. Ugh, hurts my heart. Well, you know, I, I understand Scro Scrooge's, uh, lust to see what people would give each other right absolutely so one of the presents is from jason to gertrude and he keeps being like oh no please don't open that one i don't bring anything it's in the car i don't have it but then he does have it and there is his a card. her nephew <laughs> yes gives it to gertrude and so there's a there's a bottle of whiskey and then there's a card that he's trying to like please don't read that and mm -hmm. she does and she doesn't say what it is she doesn't say what it says she just says, we're going to keep it between us and puts it in her po pocket. And you're like, okay, there was something that she was supposed to read Christmas morning that she is reading too early that has suddenly given given something away. Trudy is hiding up in the attic. As you said, she's uh, ready to set some booby traps. She has some excellent final girl skills in this movie. She knows what's up. She's doing, I mean, you say Home Alone, I say Straw Dogs. It's the same kind of thing, right? <laughs> and, and honestly, because Home Alone is, is, is definitely more like comedic. And there are there are comedy moments in the booby trap scene, but it's also straw dogs and the fact that, that she's just fucking killing them, right? Like they're just dying terribly. It's pretty brutal, but yeah, it it it's it's great. Um, and it's also I think the fun thing is because I think there was somebody who's done like TikToks on this too of like the Home Alone stuff, like what would really have happened to those guys? Like they oh, wouldn't yeah. just bounce right back from those things, like what the real damage would have been. And I feel like, oh, we get the payoff. This is like, for those of you who wanted to see what the real damage was going to be from those movie traps, we get them here for sure. But first watch Straw Dogs because that's really the the <laughs> beginning of it. And it, I'm sorry, but like that's, I cannot think of Home Alone and not think it's just a com comedy kid remake of Straw Dogs because it is it's just home invasion booby trap nonsense mm -hmm. delicious um and and santa does prove to trudy that he is real that he he remembers every letter she wrote he gave her her special teddy uh, teddy bear that she loves and tells him about his his original uh, uh, incarnation where he was nicomon the red who was a warrior raider and thief he had his hammer skull crusher that he was very very proud of um but he was he says he was mean and greedy and now he has learned the error of his ways. But he right, right now, he's still pretty mean. <laughs> he is, but he's also, you know, trying to fight back. But also you can see that he's fighting that urge to fight, you know, that's within him. But like, it's like his warrior has been awoken in this moment. So he um, he gets ready. He basically resummons a new skull crusher, um, but has to go through a gauntlet of a few other things first before that happens. Um, and it has to deal with the extraction team that has shown up. We thought the extraction team was for good because they were with the family, but it turns out they are double crossers and they are actually working with Scrooge um, to help with this heist. And, and our, our, our dashing Morgan Steele jumps out the window and is immediately shot by them. So he is now out of the picture as he tries At to say he's one of them and like i trained with you guys i get it i'm 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 here to help yeah uh -huh. he's in the way so they actually finally are able to open the safe but it is empty so now where is that money 
and Scrooge knows that it was just put in there yesterday. So it is somewhere in the middle of the day, somebody had at that night, somebody had set it up um, so that we get, we have uh, Santa. He has his hammer. As you said, he also sucks on a, a candy cane to sharpen it into a weapon. Hot. And Very. he's, he has, he starts fucking people up and it, it is obviously back to his war days and kind of reveling in that joy of, of killing and uses uh, an ice skate on somebody. I mean, he's using all these beautiful found weapons out that he's finding out like in this little, um, you know, outdoor shed area that he ends up at. And uh, he goes off on this extraction yeah. team. He extracts the extractions. He does. Uh, Trudy keeps telling him that he needs to to give them their lumps of coal up their up their anus very specifically, and he uses a grenade for for such purposes. So we get to see that kind of ex- excellent explosion and a wood so, chipper Fargo moment as well. Yeah, that we get. Yep, and then decapitation. We get a lot a lot of violence in this moment. Real fast. well, it is called Violent Night. So they're, Wait, what? they're they're letting you know in the title mm. you're not ready to see Santa really really mess people up this is probably not the movie for you Uh, so jason we learned that jason was going to steal the money he that was his plan he has it set somewhere else because he was going to leave the family and set up with his uh exchange wife and daughter and now all he won't have to worry about money anymore but now they have to find out where that money is so uh they find out it is in a nativity scene that he has hidden it Pretty good place, that's I the guess. perfect place to hide it because no one's going out to that nativity scene in this family no um at all because they have they have it set up like they're expecting a big party they have so many they have a bartender they have people serving hors d'oeuvres and it's just the family and they're you haven't gone no- to a rich people party like that recently because i feel what? like i've definitely gone to those parties where it's like 10 people and you have they have a full staff oh no how oh, you're going to fancier parties than i am jeez it's a wow. thing you know? sound so then, then none fun. of them have to lift a finger and they just have the people serving them for the event. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I do like that Gertrude, Gertrude is proud of Jason for stealing the money. She's like, I didn't think you had it in you. This family is about ruthlessness. So good for you. And I like oh, that. Yeah. She's like cheering him on. She's like, oh, yeah, I thought you weren't like me. Like, I guess you are just as vicious as I am. Um, but it was just also funny because the, the rationale with that, too, with his wife um, or his ex-wife um, or estranged, rather, um, is that she was like, wait, why would you try to steal this money when you said that the money in this family was evil? So you're just going to take that evil money to, to start our new life. That doesn't make sense. But also. I love your face. You're like, why not? Let's well, go. This family three hundred million dollars, man. <laughs> they still have I, more. I That's up. like how much they had in the safe. That's not even how much they have. That's yeah. Just, so it's probably know. like nothing to mom. No, but that's the... like her Cayman Islands account. <laughs> yeah. If I had three hundred million dollars, oh my god, that would yeah. be delightful. So uh, Trudy's wish was to see mom and dad kiss, which we eventually do get at the nativity scene, which is great. So the only this is the only part of the movie that i'm on is the whole snowmobile toboggan chase mm-hmm. i feel like it's extraneous i feel like i don't need it i feel like every everything's been contained to the house and i really like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i don't think we needed it either but i think they were like we have these these cool things and we're going to do this cool action sequence and also because the extraction team rode up in them it's kind of a fun like we've already seen them we want to see a chase with them i guess now sure Okay, so there's a bit of a chasey chasey and then Santa and Scrooge eventually have their face off and Scrooge tells him why he hates Christmas so much and he blames Santa for all of his problems because he he 
was jealous of the family next door because they had presents and he didn't. So he ended up breaking in, but then that kind of started the life of crime. So everything is Santa's fault, which is not true. <laughs> it is your, it is your decision to go rob somebody, sir. Santa had nothing to do with that. That was his interpretation. And didn't somebody like die that night too, like his dad or stepdad or somebody or other. Anywho, a lot of bad things happen for him on Christmas, which happens for a lot of people, quite honestly. And I think that, you know, unfortunately, this time of year is also can be very treacherous and yeah. uh, the greed of the season can be truly awful. So don't go into debt to give gifts, people. You don't no. have to do that. And don't you don't have to go on a heist and steal. Just love your friends and family. Mm-hmm. Um, make, and- make them a pie. Make them something handmade. People yeah. appreciate these things. Absolutely. And Santa does get really beat up in this movie uh, as we mentioned he's already st- stitched himself up he gets stabbed a whole bunch here at the end uh, by scrooge um, but he ends ultimately ends up bringing him up through the chimney with him with his nose to the side which just turns him into mush basically yeah because he man- doesn't have the same magic that santa does he could not go through that chimney the same way breaks, no. the, breaks him through this chimney Blech. so mm-hmm. gross but gertrude uh uh uh, Santa, Santa is now, now Santa is now dying. Santa has been fucked up so bad that he is he's going to die. He is dead. But guess what? They all believe Terry, and the yeah. power of their belief is going to bring that. Man is that going to save Santa? No way. No way. Really? It's going to no. save Christmas, Terry. It Serious? Is. Yeah. You know what's going to happen? They're going to have to believe in order. <laughs> I still we're believe. So, we're so, I just, so, it's so, I know, I know. I hate that part of part of it too. But um, they do, and he's got that Christmas magic. Um, at first, it doesn't work, but then um, they start burning the money, which is hilarious <laughs> and so <laughs> unnecessary. Like, it doesn't even need to, but I, it's symbolic. I get yes, it. Letting go of their greed, right? But I do like that Santa keeps saying he doesn't even understand how Christmas magic works. Yeah, he's like, I don't know. I just do this thing, and it happens. Yeah, I don't know I, how that. Like inherited this thing. Who is giving him that power? Where does it come from, Terry? Are you going to say God? Are you going to say Jesus? Uh, Whoa, I didn't say any of that. I didn't say either of those things. You are putting words into my mouth and got very presumptive. When you you think of, okay, he, Santa has a bunch of power, but there's somebody obviously above him giving him that power. Right. Because like, it's like in the Santa Claus and like all those like Santa movies, you know what I mean? Where they're like, where Santa ends up being Santa and he didn't start off as Santa at the beginning of the movie kind of thing. It's like, it's Mm -hmm. always something like that. Right. I guess our Um, ultimate Norse God would make the most sense. Yeah. Like he was I'm sorry, that. I don't know that off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, he was like bequeathed that back in the day, you know, back back eleven hundred years ago, and um, the 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 legend lives on. You know, he's an old sainted person, but he still um, he has his wedding ring on, and he's estranged with his wife because the they you know he's Mrs. A, he's, Claus. Yeah. He's a drunk and he's kind of a brute, and so now he understands how special that is. The reindeer come back, and because they went back to get his spare sack because they yep. knew that his first sack was going to get messed up, which it does. Yep. And so, so I like that like, the oh, sleigh. you saved me. Yeah. <laughs> he first he yells at them and he's like, oh, you just went back to get my spare sack. You guys are nice. But the I like that the sleigh has little Viking motifs on it. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a little Viking worship. It's very cute. It's, attention was paid. I, I appreciate that. Absolutely. The design is really beautiful. So yeah. And so they, made, they made him believe that Christmas still matters and he still mattered. And everybody wins. Everybody's happy. Uh, it's okay, Santa, you matter. It's okay. We love um, you, Santa. All right. So do you want to gourmet, Julia? 
hell yeah. Gore factor. One, it's not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup. Two, is a puddle of blood. Three, is enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four, is a bathtub of blood. And five, is run for the barf bag. This is in the five full gore. If you want to see Santa bleeding, making other people bleed, here we are. See some bowling balls and see some villains get bowled over and then into a uh, a nail in the chin and all kinds of craziness. Yeah, this is your movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Chainsaws, ratings. Um, One, if you're desperate, two, barely qualifies as a horror film. Three, seen worse, seen better. Four, not too shabby. Five, fantastic oracle. This is a four for me. I think the as we as we got towards the end there, I think you could probably hear it in me and Julia's voice, the saccharineness of the of the how, how saccharine it gets about the the believing in, in the spirit and the and the sweet little girl acting her little face off, but ooh, it's still brutal. Um, about like just Santa, I I know you're real and you're gonna help me out of here is a little I was like, I wasn't sure who this was for in that part. Like it was like mm-hmm. I'm an old enough person to watch David Harborby's a sexy ass Santa. I don't know if I needed as much sweetness um, or forced sweetness on this particular uh, uh, film as they put on. Um, but I still had a delightful time. I definitely agree with that statement, but I did give it a five because I feel like if I want to watch an alternate Christmas movie starring Santa specifically, I feel like this is would be my first choice. Okay. Like I, Silent Night, Deadly Night, and Christmas yeah. Eve and stuff are fun, um, but this is actually a well-made. You know, those movies are delightful, but not good movies. And it's like this is a good movie. There's, you know, there's funny stuff in it. The acting's on point. They're doing something a little bit different. I feel like all of the kills are really fun, and it never feels. It feels fun and not nasty. Like like right. Santa's Santa's messed up, but Santa isn't mean, right? Like he's right. Just he's doing... not like in the bad Santa series where you're just like, Oof. right, yeah, okay. So, um, yeah, but you know, Christmas, Christmas saccharineness, you know, this is, this is the season for it, Terry. And, uh, Tis the season for alternate programming. Um, uh, and this is one of them. Let's put it on the list. Yeah. We, we will play this instead, uh, as the seasons get bright. We hope that you will talk to us about this movie or anything else you want on our social media. We are on facebook twitter and instagram we love getting recommendations from our listeners we talk about uh movies that you want us to talk about all the time so what do you want to hear terry and julia talk about yeah and what are your favorite holiday uh or counter programming holiday flicks yeah i'd love to hear those recommendations so we can add more uh, for next holiday season um and uh we appreciate you you have a beautiful week um, you can check us out on all those things. Um, you can also check us out on Patreon if you want to support our independent show, um, Horror Movies to Have a Guide slash Patreon, or Patreon slash Horror Movies to Have a Guide. Um, anything else, Julia? Long days and pleasant nights. Oh, that's delightful. You have a beautiful <laughs> week, too. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening. Horror Movie Survival Guide is independently produced by Terry Gamble, Julia Marchesi, and Sierra Rhine. Hey, that's me. If you would like to support the show, find us on patreon.com slash horrormoviesurvivalguide.